Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. GetMyThreeQuotes.com The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Your exclusive Twin Cities home for the Ramsey Show. Live weekday afternoons from 1 to 4. GOP presidential candidates are weighing in on the possibility Donald Trump might skip the first primary debate next month. Trump campaign officials say the former president has yet to make a final decision on his plans, but he has indicated both publicly and privately that he's not inclined to participate in the Milwaukee debate. Chris Christie criticized the threatened boycott, telling CNN that Trump owes it to the Republican Party and the voters to stand up and defend his record. In a Fox News interview, Ron DeSantis said he planned to participate in the debate regardless of Trump's decision and called the debate an important part of the process. Greg Clugston, Washington. More bad news in a survey for President Biden. His popularity at this point in his term is historically low. A 538.com comprehensive poll analysis shows the president with a 40% approval rating. This is SRN News. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Politics and education. It's often easier to learn what people are against than what they're for. Education America believes there's a better conversation to be had, and it's a conversation about what we're for. Abraham Lincoln famously said, the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Let's awaken the world around us to the foundational truths that shaped our nation and see Lincoln's words come to life. Join Rebecca Hagstrom and Abigail Johnson on Education America, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Visit savetheclassroom.com for podcasts, past episodes, and other resources. Education America, save the classroom, save the country. Tune in Saturday evenings at 6 on AM 1280 The Patriot. Check out savetheclassroom.com. Education America, save the classroom, save the country. Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Come on, rise and shine. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? It's going to be a great year. 
Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show. This is a man. Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. My mind is a globe whirling transient nodes of thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back to King Daniel Show here on the Biz 1440. Thank you very much for listening today. Um, it's Job Saturday. We just finished the first hour of Job Saturday. If you missed it, you want to go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and sign up for our podcast. You can just go there and listen to to all the past shows if that's how you want to consume it. It's great. It will it will work, I believe, in your in your. Um, in your uh, news feed, your your podcast feed, if you want to do it that way, um, that's fantastic. We'll we'll we love for you to listen anytime you want. However, what I want to say to you is, um, <clears throat> the Twitter part is here live, and so far, what I'm hearing is you guys like Twitter. You want me to keep using it? All right, I can. I. Uh, if it's not bothering you, it's not bothering me. I just want to make sure that we're delivering to you the kind of quality you, you would like. I will say, I, I will say, I have found myself reading more and more things on Substack and fewer and fewer things in, in on blogs or things like that. I find, I, and, and Substack has a notes piece that I find very, very interesting and, and the signal-to-noise ratio in there is, is uh, so much better than... Um, than what I find on Twitter, that I I probably spend more time on Substack now and using using the Substack apps than I do using um, than I do using Twitter. But happy to keep delivering to you that content there on Twitter if that's how the way you would like it. Uh, I would be happy to do happy to continue to do that. Look, let me let me take you through some of more of the commentary that we were hearing. I'm gonna. I'm going to replay Muhammad Alarian a little bit later because I want to get to his second point, talking about talking about the yield curve, uh, um, and 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 what it's telling us in terms of, uh, in particularly the two-year Treasury, um, because that that part is that part is very very interesting. What happened this last week, but um, Larry Summers, who has been really the guy t- saying from the very start that inflation was coming. Uh, all the way back in early 2021, um, has a has a pretty regular standing slot on Wall Street Week, which is on Bloomberg Television on Friday nights. Um, I think I've told this story before, but just just one more time to sort of get people to it uh, to remember this this particular point. We had. Um, at our house, a routine. My father worked nights, <clears throat> but he didn't work Saturday night. Saturday, he didn't work Friday night or Saturday night. So he would actually have get up to watch. He would stay up to watch uh, both um, uh, um, both uh, uh, the uh, a news program, Washington Week in Review, which is where I get my politics from. I, I loved watching that. I'd watch that show with him, and then Wall Street Week. Um, 
which with the old Louis the old Louis Rukeyser show. Um, it's no longer Louis Rukeyser, um, it, but um, it was always like a half hour that, of television that we had to watch. It used to be on on PBS at the time. Now it's on Bloomberg, and 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 they've kept it going. So Larry Summers is there, and and I'm still in the habit of trying to watch. Most of Wall Street Week, I now watch it on on delay, but I'm used to watching it uh, on a Friday night. And I look forward to seeing Larry Summers' piece. And he was, frankly, last night, he was kind of on fire. I thought these these were very interesting. So this is Larry Summers talking about the jobs report. Let's begin with cut number three. The rate of job creation is twice as great as the growth in the number of adults in an economy that's already overheated. That's not consistent with um, bringing inflation down to its target uh, level. And you see that in the wage data, which is pointing to inflation way above uh, the Fed's uh, target. So just as we had have been talking about, um, you can see that the, that the jobs data is is basically coming in with uh, he's looking at the jobs report now as a wage report, and he wants to talk about talk about it as a as a wage summary. So what does he say at the at the beginning? It's okay. Unemployment rate three point six percent. This is not good. Is not good. Uh, you look at the layoffs. So he's also citing the ADP report, which has had that. He's also citing the JOLT survey. This is a reminder to us, never, ever, ever rely on one single statistic to make your case. You need to look at the totality of the jobs data that came out. And again, on at the beginning of the at the beginning of a month we get sort of this run. You get ADP you typically get jolts right in there as well, although that's back in May, so that's still looking back uh, at that point five to six weeks into the past. You get you get the unemployment insurance report, and then on top of then you get of course the jobs report on Friday. So he's summing all of that up, and he he says all of that is suggesting that the unemployment that the labor market is even tighter than 3.6%, which is like, you know, someone says said to me, hey, look, we're already at full employment. We're, be, we're, we're at more than full employment. To, to which my answer is, unemployment is not a number that is fixed in stone. It may have been 3.6% at one time. It may have been 4% at one time. But we don't know. But at this particular moment, do I actually know what it is? No, I probably don't. Let's continue. This is cut four. We've got a low unemployment rate at 3.6%. And if you look at any of the other labor market indicators that we got this week, the quit rate, the level of vacancies, the layoff rate, the insured unemployment data, all of that based on past patterns is suggesting an even tighter unemployment rate than uh, the 3.6%. So, so he said. So that that actually got ahead of myself. Here's the. So he says that, and what does he conclude from that? Cut number five. 
Once again, the Fed has underestimated inflation for basically the eighth quarter in a row. They've been surprised on uh, what's happened uh, to inflation. And because they're surprised on what's happening with inflation and the strength of the economy, they're going to be surprised by what they have to do uh, to uh, interest rates. So so let's let's review job market comes in strong. Multiple reports put it there. Okay, the 209, which, you know, if you go back and listen in in the in the, the history of this show going back all the way back to 2009. You can you can hear me doing a jobs report where something above 200 was great. And now we're acting like 200. Oh, that's disappointing. That's not disappointing at all. It's just not. You 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 take that and it's and and he says if you think inflation if you think this unemployment this labor market is robust like he thinks it is then you have to say that that the result of that is inflation has to be robust as well and therefore when the the fed is going to is in his mind still being surprised by the level of interest rates by the level of inflation and because it's surprised by inflation it ends up having to do more on interest rates than it's signaling. Now, let's remember, the Fed has been signaling what? It says two more rate hikes are likely. It is saying, and we're going to play some Austin Goolsby later, which who's going to actually be very clear about this idea that two more rate hikes are, are, are likely. But what he's saying is you've been fooled. You've been fooled about growth. You've been fooled about inflation, and you're still getting fooled. The Fed has said it's going to raise rates in July, and it's pretty clear it has to raise rates in July. Um, This report didn't make that less likely. Indeed, if anything, it made it more likely because of the high wage number. But the question is then what happens after that, and that's the question we need to turn to. You know what? we got time for one more cut. Let's play some more. This is Larry Summers last night on Wall Street Week on Bloomberg Television. Cut number six. Yes, the ADP number yesterday was super duper strong. And today's number was not nearly as strong as the ADP number. But if you step back to the bigger picture, nobody thinks we can continue indefinitely to create jobs twice as fast as the adult population uh, grows. Adult population grows at 183,000 per person, right? 183,000 persons per month, I should say. Okay. Um, From from 266443 in April to... To, I'll just do the last three digits from 443 to 618 from 618 to 801 it's about 180,000 jobs a month so as long as you're adding more workers in this time in this survey 273 then you're adding adding people 183 okay the result has to be that you're either pulling people out of unemployment into employment more or you're adding people to being you're, you're you're if you're if you're adding more than that 
you're either doing that or you're pulling them out of the not in the labor force category. You're increasing labor force participation, right? That number, again, has come down. It's been basically a constant over, let, let me put it this way. In June of 22, there were 99,833,000 workers not in the labor force. That's when we had about 263.8 million population. Three million additional people in the labor in in the population, and you're at now at 99 million 850 thousand. So 17,000 17, extra people not in the labor force out of that entire group of three million we've added to population in the last year. All the rest of them are either looking for work or have a job. That's a pretty robust increase in 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 employment. That's why that's what leads uh, Professor Summers to say that the labor market is still robust. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Some Lake in Detroit. We're where you are. Stream Twin Cities Business Radio anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. You may have heard some talk about the ERC. That's the Employee Retention Credit. It's a federal program that provides small business up to $26,000 per W-2 employee in employee payroll tax refunds. One call to careful accounting at 800-315-8175 is all it takes to find out if you qualify for the Employee Retention Credit and possibly for quick funding with one of our accredited funding partners in as little as 72 hours. Our process has been thoroughly vetted by a team of experienced tax attorneys and CPAs, and our refund specialists will work tirelessly to get you every penny your business deserves. Plus, with our exclusive audit assistance guarantee, your business is protected. Call Careful Accounting now at 800-315-8175. See if you qualify for an ERC advance payment and get the cash your business needs to succeed. That's 800-315-8175. Your small business may qualify to receive up to $26,000 per W-2 employee in payroll tax refunds. Call 800-315-8175 now. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. Do you want to make a difference in your community? Volunteer with your local fire department. Operational and non-operational positions are available, and training is provided. Anyone can be a volunteer. You just need the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. 
when your community needs you. Will you be there to answer the call? Learn more about volunteering at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. Welcome back, King Banging Show. The Biz 1440. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, I'm going to actually play some play between these two people. Okay, on the one side, Austin Goolsby. On the other side, Larry Summers. Larry Summers needs no explanation. I gave you a little bit before uh, during the first segment of this hour. Uh, But let me play. Let me explain a little bit about Austin Goolsby. Goolsby is a Chicago guy. He is a He's a longtime economist at the University of Chicago. Um, he was an advisor to uh, President Obama. Um, in fact, head of his Council of Economic Advisors for a while. Recently, just earlier this year, elevated to become president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago. Before that, after he, after the, at the end of the Obama administration, he went back into the private sector, back to the, back to academia. But would show up, I don't know, on all of the cables, but particularly CNB Squawk Box. I say this as a as a backdrop to understanding when he and Steve Leisman are talking to each other, and I'm only going to play uh, the Goolsby parts, not not the Leisman parts. But when those two are talking to each other, these guys sound like two old friends having a, having a chat over a drink. They are they there's there's good. There's good communication going on between them, and I actually think, think in terms of getting someone to Goolsby's pretty is pretty open, anyway, and invaluable. If if you'll forgive me using a twenty five cent word, he likes to talk, but um, he he likes the stage, but um, Leesman actually gets him to say some things that that uh, I I think really works out well. So. He starts this, and I'm going to play some of him before I finish out what I was doing with Summers. And I'm only doing this because I wanted to get this cut up early, referring to everything we talked about with the data last, the, the data in the jobs report. Goolsby's always been been one of those people to say, don't get too caught up in one month's data. And nothing could have said it better than this particular cut, cut number 12. Well, Steve, we've we've always said for all the years we've been talking about the jobs numbers, they're plus or minus 130,000 on the jobs number, uh, just in terms of margin for error. So you never make too much out of any one month. I we we spend a lot of time talking about the jobs data here, and I, I mean I do. I, I mean I build an at least an hour, and when you get some things that I think are actually interesting. I can make two full hours out of the jobs report. Um, it is the easiest. It is the easiest week of my month is job Saturday because the jobs report is very newsy. And I'm going to actually say 
In fact, it'll be the title for hour one. The jobs report is now the wage report. Because at least for the next, I will argue, 18 to 24 months, because I don't think this disinflation is going to go the way the Federal Reserve thinks. I think what happens on the wage number is going to be the most important piece of information to look at in terms of when is this recession coming and what what is monetary policy going to do about it. Okay? And so Goolsby has the what I think is the appropriate amount of not cynicism and I wouldn't even call it skepticism. What I would call it is is sort of understanding the noise and the signal you're trying to pull out. And I think that makes a lot of sense. And he does this in a way that I frankly find more real and and and, and sort of fits my way of thinking about the data versus the the way in which Professor Summers is talking about you know this 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 uh, uh, this number shows this this number shows this no one number shows anything right it's so important no one number shows anything you need a pattern that's why we looked at three or four different no- three or four different reports in the last hour to pull something together for us and that's why the job Saturday thing works is because I'm not I mean I start thinking about that show not on Friday at 7.25 Central Time. I start thinking about that show on Tuesday when I go, okay, I'm getting an ADP report soon. I'm getting this. I'm getting this. The jolt state is coming out. What what have we got? Okay. Let me go ahead and continue this. This should be, uh, yes, cut number 13. If you take a step back, it's clear The job market is still very strong, but is cooling. If you look at the ratios of vacancies to the number of unemployed workers, for example, it's definitely coming down. We're getting to a more sustainable pace, which is what we need to do for inflation. So I want you to compare that to what we heard um, what we heard uh, uh, Larry Summers say to us. And I've got to make sure I've got the right cut here. Uh, yeah, I think this is cut number six. Yes, the ADP number yesterday was super duper strong, and today's number was not nearly as strong as the ADP number. But if you step back to the bigger picture, nobody thinks we can continue indefinitely to create jobs twice as fast as the adult population uh grows so he almost wonder were they reading the same report <laughs> because he's saying it's so, so he, you know Goolsby saying it's coming down it's getting a little softer it wasn't quite as strong as it was before and 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 Summers says super duper strong, not just strong, but super duper strong. Okay, so uh, it it doesn't feel like they've even read the same the same report here. Um, let me let me then move to. Got to see which one I want to do. Which one do I want to play yet? I think I'll go back to Summers again. Um, this is a little bit. This is a little bit later in the in the in the piece which where he says i think you need basically says 
I think you're going to need a recession to solve this problem. Let's play cut seven. That it's a basic feature of the inflation process that while you get transitory fluctuations, you don't stop an underlying wage inflation without having a significant slowdown in economic activity. And since we haven't yet had a significant slowdown in economic activity, it shouldn't be surprising that we've still got inflation well above target. Nor should anybody take comfort from the fact that the components of inflation that everybody recognized were transitory. So he says, yeah, a couple pieces have come down, but everyone knew that the housing inflation numbers would come down and that that would pull the, the headline number down along with it. And it would even pull down the, the Fed's core PCE number. But the Fed has actually told you that, that core PCE by itself isn't the number they're looking at. They're using sort of like a super core, a core PCE pulling out the, the, the importance of housing services. Okay, and and so the housing services part is the part that that I think is um, that is uh, uh, that, that is out there. And why does he think this? Let me play. I yeah. Let me play this one last bit of summers for you, because he's trying to explain why the wage data is important, why it means that inflation is too high, by throwing away a couple of the other considerations you might think would be out there. This is cut eight. Maybe we'll get a big productivity boom out of AI very quickly, though I think that's uh, unlikely. Maybe the inflation process will behave very differently than it has uh, in uh, the past. But I think the best guess has to be that the Fed's going to have to raise rates more, that if the Fed wants to see inflation get back to its target, it's going to have to raise rates enough that at some point uh, the economy suffers uh, a downturn. And uh, I've said it many times on your show before, but I don't see anything that changes my mind from the view that soft landings represent the triumph of hope over experience. Which is the line he's borrowing from that phrase that second marriages are the triumph of hope over experience. Um, which I thought that was funny that he would use that. Um, but so productivity growth has been very laggard. You'll see in our Twitter feed using hashtag pound KBRS the difference between productivity growth and wage growth. When those are divergent, when wage growth is well above productivity growth, that difference represents the inflationary pressure that's coming out of labor markets. It's a very fundamental piece that that, that is the crux of the argument that that um, that Summers is making. Okay? Might happen. Maybe inflation dynamics look different. Maybe. Okay? It's been a weird recession. It's been it's 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 really difficult. I actually have a little clip about that too. But I will say I think it's more likely the case that 
it's more likely the case that Summers has the better argument from the, for this. So I'm going to play him again after the break, and then I'm going to play you the way Goolsby talked about it with on CNBC earlier that day, right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Yeah, Invergrove Hyundai, they have an amazing service staff. Incredible. Hey, I'm Javon from Egan. All in all, um, the entire staff is so friendly. I mean, you have young people to even elders. They really are like like good people. They have really, really good hearts. So Tyler is someone that I would highly recommend. Uh, but he'll, he'll remember your name, too. <laughs> I have a Hyundai Sonata 2020. And uh, the services that I've gotten on there is uh, oil changes. We had to switch out the chip maybe once. And I, I probably had a, like a, a check engine light, and I wanted to get it checked on. But they never give me a hassle. They're just like, hey, come in. One thing I love the most about Invergrove Hyundai is any place you go, that if they remember you, then you're significant to them. Even if you don't think you are, they'll make you feel like it, and you'll feel right at home. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. I always thought that tires would be more expensive at a dealership, but Invergrove Hyundai proved me wrong. Hi, it's Mike from Rosemont. I knew I needed a new set of tires before winter. My go-to is usually my warehouse club because, hey, they're a warehouse club, right? They have to have the best deal. I bought two cars at Invergrove Hyundai, and they're great to work with, so I thought I'd just see what they had to offer. I told Tyler what I usually spend and asked if he had a good set of tires in that price range. He gave me a great quote, and it was a few bucks under my limit on a set of four tires. Plus, he got me in and out in an hour. If you need tires, skip the specialty shop and the warehouse clubs and give Invergrove Hyundai a call. Let them know what you need, and they'll take care of you like they did for me. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. Always very, very happy to 
have have you here on a job Saturday, and we've been comparing and contrasting two points of view. Um, the point of view of Austin Goolsby, who is currently the president of the Chicago Fed, a Chicago economist through and through, very, very um, knowledgeable, and Larry Summers, who's been right, it would seem, about the the macro economy over the last two years and we just played um we just played some of uh summers saying uh some summers looking at the data and saying i see nothing out here that says says anything other than you know wages are growing too fast and the only way we get rid of it is by a recession let me now play uh this particular cut uh which is sort of going right at summer's argument and saying the opposite um you have to listen pretty carefully let's play this cut 14. now you know i've been i i I would at least give people a caution in taking wage data as if it's a leading indicator of where inflation is going to go because historically it's been the opposite it's a lagging indicator of inflation prices move first and then wages I wrote a paper with, uh, (laughs) this is the way economists, academic economists talk. I wrote a paper about that, right? I actually wrote a paper, uh, a a series of papers with uh, my dissertation advisor, um, uh, Professor Professor Tom Willett uh, from Claremont, many years ago. Oh, gosh, I got to say it's more than 30 years ago now. In which we discussed the differences between different types of inflation. Goolsby is correct if you think that the cause of the inflation was, was in fact, a demand-pull inflation. If inflation was caused by people just spending too much money on too few goods, the classic definition that you hear, then that would, then Goolsby would be correct that prices move, then wages. But it's not always been so particularly if you look outside the United States. And this is where the fact that Summers is, is an international macro money guy, Goolsby's actually not. This is where I think he gets himself into a little bit of trouble. Because what I think, what I think Summers is saying is something quite, quite different. But this is what, okay, I, so I fundamentally disagree with that particular point that Goolsby makes. That's not always true. It's sometimes true. And indeed, if you grew up a child of the 70s, as I did, you know, you looked and you studied the inflations of the, of the 60s, the inflations of the 60s were exactly what Goolsby's talking about. But the inflations of the 70s were not, and particularly the inflations of the 70s in Europe and in the UK, where you had a very... Um, very militant unionism pushing wages up first and then prices having to follow behind it. Um, Remember, in the United States, we had a Council of Wage and Price Stability created during the Nixon administration to try to stop wages and prices from pushing each other up. Okay? It would have been easy for them to say, you know, they didn't just try to stabilize prices they stabilized wages. Unions could not raise a wage rate without permission from the government. Even if the employer said yes, 
the government can potentially say no. I think that part of Goolsby is wrong. And I think that's why I think the conclusion he comes up with is also wrong. Play cut 15. I think this was a very strange business cycle. And what the Fed's overriding goal right now is to get inflation down. We are going to succeed at it. And to do that without a recession would be a triumph. And that's the golden path. And I feel like we're on that golden path. Maybe. You might be on the golden path, but I think you're only on the golden path. Um, I, I think you're only on the golden path if you can get the rate above that. And I don't, you know, and so his golden path is basically the soft landing story. So having listened to that, I want to play this last cut, even though it's a minute long. I want to play this last cut from Larry Summers. It was in the middle of his interview last night on Wall Street Week. This was, Goolsby was on CNBC. This was a little bit later in the day when Larry Summers is talking talking to David Wessel at, uh, at, at, uh, at, uh, on Wall Street Week. Uh, let's play cut uh, number eight. Maybe we'll get a big productivity boom out of AI very quickly, though I think that's uh, unlikely. Maybe the inflation process will behave very differently than it has uh, in uh, the past. But I think the best guess has to be that the Fed's going to have to raise rates more, that if the Fed wants to see inflation get back to its target, it's going to have to raise rates enough that at some point uh, the economy suffers uh, a downturn. And uh, I've said it many times on your show before, but I don't see anything that changes my mind from the view that soft landings represent the triumph of hope over experience. I, I think Summers has the better argument. Let's let's add a few more voices to this. Um, Ed Clissold at uh, Ned Davis Strategies was also on CNBC yesterday and had this to say, cut 11. Second thing is that there has been this concern over a looming recession because growth has been weak. The Fed's been so aggressive. But the recent economic data, if you look at the jobs data today, the ISM services uh, report uh, the other day and some other economic data, and it's suggesting that an imminent recession um, risk is, is pretty low. An imminent recession risk is pretty low. Well, possibly. Um, so in his mind, the Fed hasn't even done enough. If you think you have to have a recession to get the inflation out, then the argument is the, the Fed hasn't done enough, but they think he thinks this is a good this is a good report. Also on Wall Street Week last night, David Bianco, we played him before from DWS Strategies, uh, DWS Research, excuse me, uh, was also on Bloomberg uh, Wall Street Week last night. He had this to say: Cut nine. I think what's happening, particularly on the 10-year yield, uh, being over 4%, is that the bond market's starting to run out of patience for the Fed to win this inflation war. Inflation is coming down, but it, it's coming down too slowly because it's been two years now that inflation's been well above the Fed's target. And if it doesn't come down quicker, I think the bond market's going to lose its patience. 
and this is the part that I, I want to get to with with the last bit of the show today is what's happening in the treasury markets where we saw some pretty interesting behavior just in this last week or so and 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 and, and the fact that we have this inverted yield curve one of the things i always remember is Recessions don't actually start when the yield curve inverts. When the yield curve inverts, it tells us when's coming. It's when it begins to uninvert that you actually see the recession at hand. And we may be reaching that. Let's continue. This was, again, David Bianco on Wall Street Week last night on Bloomberg. Cut number 10. So uh, when you look at 10-year Treasury yields at about 4%, the break-even or essentially the inflation expectation embedded in that 4% yield is about a 2.25% uh, break-even, inflation yeah. expectation, as we call it. So the, essentially, the long-term bond market has been saying it believes the Fed, that the Fed is going to get inflation back to its 2% target, but eventually is not a good enough. I think the bond market's at the stage where it's saying you need to move faster because if we have to reassess the risk of another inflation outbreak and you take more than a year or two to solve the problem, it takes you two, three or more years to get back to target, the bond market's going to have to reprice its inflation expectation and risk premium. Now, what's interesting about that is the market's finally, I think, beginning to figure out what the what was told to them uh, three weeks ago by the Federal Reserve. We also had the minutes of the Fed come out this past week, and the minutes were suggested that the Fed would that the markets were still kind of expecting two percent inflation. Everything seems to be okay. That rates it to and a quarter percent. So besides watching the wage numbers that I think are important, the other thing we have to pay attention to is what's going on with the 10-year rate and the 2-year rate. And this is the yield curve spread that we still need to talk about. And so we're going to take a break here when I come back. A quick refresher on what yield curves tell us and why do I think David Bianco's piece was just as important as what Larry Summers had to say last night. Uh, we'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451. When it comes to investing in your house, do you want to know what one of the most confusing items there is to make decisions on? Windows. We are talking massive price swings, every salesperson telling you something vastly different, and very little useful information online, which opens the door for salespeople to overcharge you. Hi, I'm Ryan with My Three Quotes, an expert on your side. I've worked with many of the top window brands and installers in the Twin Cities and can give you the pros and cons of each. 
That's what you get when you call me to stop by and measure your windows. We'll talk options that best fit your needs, whether it's vinyl, wood, composite, or fiberglass, and you'll receive quotes from multiple contractors just a few days later. There's no obligation to buy, but if you do, I'll be there to help you write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, I provide the same free service for siding and roofing. Window lead times are extra long right now, so set up an appointment today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. America is giving away its inventions and technology to China. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. This shocking new movie, Innovation Race, exposes the potential Chinese takeover of 5G and the Internet, threatening America's economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. Watch the movie, Innovation Race, now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What is dedication? I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. From Elk River to the Congo River and Cannon Falls to Niagara Falls, we're where you are. We are Twin Cities Business Radio. Stream the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hot to fire Streets of stone Modern warriors Welcome back, King Banging Show, The Biz 1440. Heading to the end of today's show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be away next week. Uh, but we'll be back. We'll be back in two weeks with another. And so we'll miss the we'll miss the uh, CPI report, but uh, we'll have We'll talk about it in two weeks along with all the other data. Again, uh, uh, the retail sales data is going to be important, I think, to keep an eye on what's going on with the consumer. I think it's important to keep an eye on, obviously it's important to keep an eye on the inflation numbers themselves. Um, But I also think it's important at this point because we're beginning to finally see some erosion in in, in the, the faith that financial markets have that the Fed can actually stick the landing. Okay, they seem to have believed it and believed it and believed it until all of a sudden maybe they don't. And I want to play this again. It's the second half of this cut that is more important, but we don't have time to to fast forward it for you. So I'm just going to play. This is Mohammed El Arian right after the jobs report came out yesterday morning. uh, Cut one. Despite the miss on job creation, this will not get in the way of the Fed hiking in July. It will moderate expectations as to what happens thereafter. But with the wage growth, the labor force participation, and the unemployment rate, that these three things means it will hike in July. Two is the craziness we're seeing in the fixed income market, where the two-year has been all over the place, and God bless Rick for navigating this market. Um, the craziness we're seeing there highlights not just the regime change, change, but importantly, the lack of a policy anchor. And then the final thing is something that's not discussed often enough, is that if you look at the details of this jobs report, it indicates that it is the most vulnerable segments of the population that are at risk right now. So to put that in context, let me give you, let me give you just a little bit of, uh, of, we'll do a little numbers thing. All right. So in the, in the last, before the pandemic, the difference in the rate between a two-year Treasury security 
and a 10-year Treasury security, which is one way to think about the yield curve. I used to do the yield curve based, you know, with the short end being three months. More people nowadays are looking at two years. That's fine. You can look either way. That spread at the end of December uh, of 2019 was 29 basis points, 1.92 versus 1.63. Remember, this is a world where the where the inflation rate is roughly 1% to 1.5%. The real yield that's expected at that rate, therefore, is somewhere, somewhere around one-half of 1% on the two-year and so forth. What has been interesting has been over the 10-year... The 10-year rate got to stayed around 1.5% after you got through the pandemic. Um, the rate was around 1.5%, quarters, and so forth, all the way up to 2022, to, the, to March of 22. So two years, into the pan, two years after the start of the pandemic, the numbers are 1.86, 1.53. That is, that's a spread of 33 basis points. So they're roughly the same, right? Once you get to August of last year, now you've got the rate you've got the rate on a on a two year at three point two three percent, the rate on a ten year at two point eight seven percent. So if I do the math, I'm gonna do this in terms of using a negative number to get there. We're now at minus thir- minus thirty six. Thirty six? Yeah. Minus thirty six. So the, the yield curve's inverted. Hey, you'll remember, if you go back and listen to the podcast from a while ago, uh, from last, say, from August of last year, from a year ago, I did not think the inverted yield curve was necessarily telling me very much because they were still fairly close together. But when I get out to November, that spread is now widened out to a negative, a negative 56 or 57 basis points. By the time I get to the end of, to get to March of this year, it's widened out to minus uh, minus ninety minus uh, um, nine yeah minus ninety three. I'm sorry, minus ninety seven. Okay, so that's that's a very steeply inverted yield curve. And inverted yield curves have typically been a fairly reliable measure of a recession coming. Now, what's interesting is in the last in the last few uh, weeks. We have seen the four-year, excuse me, the ten-year security move much more than the two-year. The two-year, again, I will say, note, at the end of March of, of this year, a two-year Treasury paid you over five percent. It then dropped below four percent, right around, okay, right around the the, the Silicon Valley Bank episode because everybody thought the Fed was going to drop rates. And at that time, a two, uh, the the uh, the ten year paid uh, paid three point five five, the two year paid four point one percent. So that big drop of one percent measured the the likelihood that the Fed was going to have to drop rates to respond to Silicon Valley. Now that they've kind of said no, they're not. The high end rate has jumped to four point oh five, but at the end of right now, right now. That's at five, but the two, the ten year has now moved up to four point oh five. In other words, the ten year rate is moving faster, is rising faster than the ten year rate, and you can see that if you take a look at the at, at a yield curve spread. 
the yield curve spread on Monday was was 108 basis points. But the end of this week, it was down to 88 basis points. So it's a difference of 20. This is frequently the sign of where we're seeing, seeing, you know, this is what leads folks like uh, Bianco to say, I actually think the Fed, we might be running out of patience with them. I think we've got time to play this one more time. Cut number 10. Oh, that sound probably means so, uh, when you look at 10 year Treasury yields at about four percent, the break even or essentially the inflation expectation embedded in that four percent yield is about a two and a quarter percent uh, break even inflation yeah. expectation, as we call it. So the essentially the long term bond market has been saying it believes the Fed that the Fed is going to get inflation back to its 2% target, but eventually is not a good enough. I think the bond market's at the stage where it's saying, you need to move faster because if we have to reassess the risk of another inflation outbreak and you take more than a year or two to solve the problem, it takes you two, three or more years to get back to target, the bond market's going to have to reprice its inflation expectation and risk premium. And that would mean that the 10-year rate will probably move closer to the two-year rate. That uninversion is the moment where the recession happens. Did it start this week? It might have. It just might have. Uh, and, and and because maybe maybe when you get Austin Goolsby saying, no, I think a soft landing can happen, is that increasing confidence that, that inflation rate is going to get back down to 2%? It's not. Thank you so much for listening today. Spencer, thank you for your time. We'll be back in two weeks uh, with another episode of The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. George Orwell's book, 1984, was supposed to be fiction, not a roadmap. He understood the importance of this mindset when he said, if liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Today, more than ever, our classrooms have become a place of conformity and not liberty. Join Rebecca Hagstrom and Abigail Johnson as they lead the conversation about what's required to take steps forward in putting these liberties back in our classrooms and our country. Education America tackles the biggest issues around education, including critical race theory, racial equity, school choice, and so much more. Tune into Education America. Save the classroom, save the country. Saturday evenings at 6 on AM 1280 The Patriot. Saving the classroom starts with being informed and being ready to stand up. Join Rebecca and Abigail Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. 
Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org.